my God. We got to interview Drake Bell. For those of you who don't know who Drake Bell is, he was the star of the hit Nickelodeon TV show Drake and Josh and every middle school girl's crush at the time, me included. Even though the show ended years ago, Drake has been very, very busy with his music career since then, touring internationally and even making some R-rated music videos. Seems like he pulled a Miley Cyrus and did a complete 180 on us. But we're not complaining. There was actually one point where we asked about his tattoos, which he has 30 by the way, and he took off his shirt! Thank you to Emily Moshak for holding this interview down, asking all the great questions, and keeping me from fangirling too much. Whatever's comfortable for you. You're a Drake girl, you can do whatever. <laughs> oh god, really? We'll just get straight into the interview though, only here on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. but he like just played music in the house growing up and uh, it was just always good stuff you know it was like um, the Beatles and the Beach Boys and Elvis and Jerry Lewis and all that kind of stuff and so I grew up listening to uh, I guess you know really good music I just got obsessed with it and wanted to you know I wanted to be Eddie Cochran or Brian Setzer and yeah just uh picked up guitar around like 10 or 11 I have like a total eclectic interest in music yeah, my interests are just all over the place, and I often just want to play the kind of music that I, I want to hear, you know? So it's, you know, like, my favorite thing is just to get with a band and just play full-on rockabilly music, you know, because it's, it's what I love to listen to, it's fun to play. And, um, but then, you know, I, like if you looked at my CD collection growing up or something, or, you know, my music collection, it's just like from pop to rock to reggae to ska to punk to you know, Brazilian... All, all, all different types of stuff. Um, and so, uh, a lot of country, a lot of old hillbilly stuff, rockabilly. It just gets stifling, kind of going, oh, I, I just make rock records, or I just make pop records, or whatever. So, you know, I mean, I even came out with some new stuff that's totally more, like, on the trap side, like, kind of more hip-hop or something. I don't know if it's, I'm not hip-hop, just different, you know? So I'm just always wanting to do new stuff all the time. And like constantly, so and and not be I don't know I just I just have a really v wide range of musical interests. So I I just want it like whenever I'm in the studio, I'm just always trying just different new you know new stuff. And I have a lot of friends who are in bands that are just like oh that's not our sound man. It's like I don't really have a band and I don't have like a group of guys I work with and I just kind of do my own thing. So I can really just kind of like like with the rockabilly record I made a few years ago, it was just a straight ahead all rockabilly. Album and it, I could do it because I could just be like, oh, that's what I want to make right now. And then, then right after that, I went back into making like the pop record for uh, Honest, which was more pop. And then went to Mexico and Latin America and stuff, and went and toured that. And then ended up, you know, being inspired by all the music down there. And then coming back and doing Fuego Lento. There was a lot of stuff that I had to learn. 
for, for the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have friends in there that speak Spanish, and um, so we, you know, we had them in the studio, making sure the accents were right and the things that I was, I was saying didn't sound like, you know, <laughs> like a stupid gringo. My your, my best accent. Yeah, your best Spanish accent, like Drake Bell in in Mexico. <laughs> uh, like Drake Bell in Mexico. Drake Bell in Mexico. All right, okay. Uh, it sounds legit. I don't know what you want to say. <laughs> I don't, whatever you want. Let's just do the. Let the let the Spanish spirit inside. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. You put that. <laughs> You're good. I did. I did. I did. Dude, that's okay. One thing we do want to ask though. So. Oh god, no. <laughs> I just wanted to see you try it. Uh, I was like, I can. That's like Italian. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, anytime people yeah. learn Spanish, they, like, go to very, they, go to, they go to like Italian. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, Italiano. I'm a yeah, yeah, freaking idiot. Not, not, <laughs> yeah. But we do want to ask so you had a very unnecessary, you know, clean image, and then Fuego Luanzo music video is kind of like, holy shit. Can you, what was the inspiration? Where did that come from? Like, tell us about this process. We would love to know. Well, um, why don't we both get a little wetter? We wanted to just do something fun and, and cool and, and visual and sexy. And, and we came across uh, this director, Chris Applebaum, who does, who's done a ton of stuff. You know, he's done he's an amazing director. He did like Rihanna's Umbrella and Party in the USA. And, you know all those commercials with, uh, like for example, Paris Hilton, where she's eating the cheeseburger and she's watching the car, the little Carl's Jr. Well, he did all those, and we were like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to kind of have like like hot girls like eating spicy foods and kind of just like that kind of stuff. Um, milk is very spicy. Well, you have to drink the milk to get you know it gets yeah. spicy. That is true. So milk, I've experienced that. Milk is better than water. That's true. Actually, I agree. It's actually yeah. true. Water actually makes yeah. it more spicy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You need like you need to pour milk on your face. <laughs> you need to spit um, the milk out of your mouth. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you write the screenplay for that music video? You're like, I shot right here. Milk spitting. No, she I did. thought it was honestly very beautiful. You wrote the screenplay? <laughs> Damn, girl, what's up? You're freaking awesome. I thought that was a very, honestly, very artistic. I find a lot of interest in this section. I love how the whole thing Playboy, all that uh, Yeah, Playboy Mexico yeah. did a did a bunch of, after we did ours, uh, Playboy Ooh. Mexico actually did a bunch uh, of different uh, cuts with, with models down there. And they were much more uh, graphic. Uh, <laughs> but, but they were really beautiful. They were really cool. Um, one was like a girl in like a big champagne, or a big uh, like martini glass or something like that. It was really with like champagne everywhere and stuff, it's cool. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I just like to, I don't know, I just get ideas and we just kind of, I'm not signed, I don't have anybody telling me what to do, so I can just kind of like, you know, get an idea and call up some friends and be like, hey, I got this cool director and this cool idea and uh, you want to meet me up at the studio and uh, do you like take clothes off? Yeah. Do you like the freedom of not being signed? Is it nice? Yeah, is it scary? I mean, I get, what's it like? No, it's cool because I get to put out records whenever I want. I get to make whatever records I want. I don't have an A and R guy going. No, that's not the way this, the record sounds. You know, you're not working on a record like that right now. You have to do this over here and all that kind of stuff. And I can tour when I want and um, get in the studio whenever I want. And, um, 
you know, it's cool. Like, I have, I have friends who I hang out with and they're signed, and there's things that they have that I'm like, oh, that'd be pretty nice to have. But then I kind of see what they give up in order to, like, have that, and then kind of, like, not just, you know, not just what, you know, monetarily, but, like, just creatively kind of what they kind of, you know, have to give up sort of sometimes. And uh, I don't know. I just kind of like being able to do what I want. Mm-hmm. It's not worth sacrificing your creative freedom to, you know, be in the mainstream radio. It's just the thing is, is like, when you say it like that, you're like, well, of course. I mean, I'll, I'll sacrifice. I'll give up whatever. Yeah, put me on the radio. I mean, yeah, make, and let me play Coachella and do this. But it's like, that's not what, how it works. It's like what happens is once you get into the system, well, now you have to make a record. And you have to have everybody at the label excited about that record. And you have to have everybody... You know, everything has to, like, align, and everybody has to be on the same page, and the label has to be ready for this, re- you know, everyone has to be behind it, and you have to have the right producers and the right songwriter, or something has to just click, and something has to, ha- you know, you have to have, like, that Billie Eilish moment, or you have to have, like, this, like, thing that's happening, otherwise you just become another, another just face in the crowd, and, you know, you end up either getting your record shell, you get, you know, it's just, it's not like... Oh, by going and getting signed, you're just automatically guaranteed to be playing all the festivals next year and, and have the hit song on the radio. I mean, if you listen to radio, there's only like 10 songs that they play, not even like seven, you know? And they just play those in rotation. You have like your three top, your, your big songs, and then you have like the three kind of what, you know, gonna be big songs, and then you have like the other ones that kind of just fill, are filler. Um, and that's all that the radio really plays. So to cut through all of that, you know, is, uh, is really difficult, and you're not guaranteed that just by just by signing a contract. And a lot of these artists, a lot of the rappers that I know and a lot of those people, they kind of just get excited like, oh, I've just got to sign a record deal and pop champagne in a big, you know, top floor of an office building somewhere and, and you know, there was a big table there and, and there were pens and contracts and a guy had a bottle of champagne, like, I made it, right? And then they're, they're like, they're broke and they can't, they're playing show after show after show and just giving all the money to the label, all the money to the management, all everything. They're not making any money. They're not making. They're, they're not making the records they want to make. They're all the creativity they have with their friends in the bedroom when they're making the records that getting their fans excited. They can't do it anymore. They can't just like drop an album on SoundCloud. They can't just drop an album over here. They can't just do what the fans want. They they have to be. St- and so you know you kind of get to see both sides of the world and it's uh, yeah so. yeah it's cool to be able to just do, well, do it's a lot of pressure do. that's the yeah. most real you know perspective that I've heard from this world you know it's that's yeah well I mean it's hard because like yeah. you're like oh well, don't you just want to go beyond the I mean get signed it's just like it's just it's not how it works you know it's like it's like the same thing with acting you know it's like only like 5% of people who are even SAG members or are working actors probably less probably like 1 or 2% that are actually like working actors, and that's a thousand, hundreds of thousands right. of people. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just like, as long as you can just do what you want to do, and you're creatively happy, and you can uh, put enough gas in the car to get to the next town, and, and feed yourself, and make make a living, and do what you want to do, and 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 uh, I, just, I I think that's rewarding. Was it hard? I mean, it sounds like the industry itself is a lot of pressure, and you definitely had a little bit, at least in the spotlight, probably you were working on your own the whole time, but a lot of time in the spotlight off. What was it like to have a hiatus? Was it hard to come back into the musical spotlight? Or what was that like? No, I mean, I, I was, I guess between 2014 and 2016, 17. But there was like a big breather of not making records for a while. 
and then I made the rockabilly record, and then so I toured that for a little bit. But then getting like back into writing songs and and because the rockabilly record was more of just a cover album, um, but back into the studio and writing songs and and putting together like that honest EP. Yeah, I mean it was totally different, especially because the sound was completely different than it's only time, like what my fans were used to and all that kind of stuff. So, but it was just exciting to get back in the studio and get back on tour and and playing stuff. And stuff. What's it like to have fans? Is it strange or are you used to it by now? Um, it is, it's cool, you know? It's cool to have people that dig what you do, you know? It's cool to have um, an impact on, on, on people and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. Do you have any specific fan testimonies about, like, your impact on them through your music? You know, there, yeah, there's definitely a lot of stories that you hear and you're like, oh, man. That's that's cool that I do what I do and I have been able to you know affect people in, in a certain way. Um, but yeah, I mean you know it's it goes both ways. It's like sometimes fans are cool, sometimes fans are too much, sometimes fans are dope. I don't know, you know. It's just it's just cool to be able to write something in your bedroom and think that you're like I don't know if anyone's gonna like this, and then all of a sudden there's like thousands of people singing every word of it. And you're like, whoa, this is a trip. Yeah. You know, that we just did this in a room somewhere in LA, and then all of a sudden we're in like some foreign country and everyone's singing a song, they don't even speak the language, and it's uh, it's cool. It's surreal. Yeah, yeah it's super surreal. Didn't a fan try to give you weed once? I saw your tweet. Oh, was that, that, was that our true story? <laughs> I got a lot of weed tonight, actually. Um, no, but we are in Colorado, so it's not that surprising. I mean, no, yeah. you, were, you were mentioning uh, we were, uh, I was in, no, that was funny though, I was in the Gucci store. There was a guy, uh, he, well, there were three guys in the Gucci store, and right when they walked in, I was like, wow, that's super loud. <laughs> and you're, it was like, you could just smell it, like, from across the room. And, uh, and so, <laughs> I walked by him, and I was, like, gonna check to see if that was actually them. And I walked by, and the guy looks at me, he's like, whoa, hey, are you Drake Bell? And I was like, yeah. He's like... Dude, that's awesome. And he just reached into his pocket. Oh he had all these God. big sweatpants, right? So he had these deep pockets. And he pulled out like a handful. I'm not t- talking about like a little nug. I'm talking about like, he had to have like an ounce just loose in his pants. Because he puts his hand in his pants and he just goes, and pulls it out. And he's like, here you go, man. And I was like, what the hell? We're like in the goo. You can't, this is okay. And he hands it to me. And I walked over to my friend. I'm like, dude, we need to. Uh, um, do you have a? I need a bag. I need. I need a bag right now. They're like, why? I'm like, Cause the guy just handed me a literally two scoops, like two. Scoops. Wait, he didn't even have another bag. No, he just gave it straight up. Like that's what I'm telling you. It was just loose in his pants. Like he just. What had, the hell? Like I mean, I'm sure that there was a bag in his pants. Oh, but I'm like sure he, he had just it in a bag. scared his holding. But it, but it must have been a big bag because he put his hand in his pants and literally came out with like. A catcher's mitt, full, and he like, and he had big hands, oh my and he God. put it in my hand, and I was like, dude, we're in. It's not. You can't do this here. Uh, but um, but yeah. So anyway, I found a bag to put it in. Oh, that's nice. Did did you smoke it? Uh, yeah. You're trying to surreal. That was a good. I don't know. Sweatpants guys, no, future career as a celebrity. No, I, I, they had to be. They had to be rappers of some sort. I oh my know. god, that's so funny. They were, yeah, they were in the they were in the expensive part of the store. Too, oh my so. gosh, that is funny. So we also want to ask. Fort Collins has a ton of local artists who are working their way 
into the scene. What's your advice for them? Getting started, being in the industry, keeping up in the industry? Um, what is my advice? I, my advice is always the same and it's always just sounds super trite, but honestly, it's just work on your craft, like work on your songwriting, work on your singing, work on your playing, like sit in the room, sit in your bedroom for hours and hours and play and practice and practice slow and then, you know, really work on everything before you try to go out and get on stage and, 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 and get in, you know, get in the industry. Get in. Everybody always asks me like, and especially now with social media and all this, it's, everyone always asks, you know, how, how do I get famous? I'm like, why are you asking how do I get good? first you know like why isn't it hey man how do I get better at playing guitar or how do I work out you know what are some things I can do to strengthen my voice or what can I do to acting it's like you know how do I you know what's a proper way to prepare for a scene or how do I prepare for an audition or how do I how do I, it's always like you know how do I get famous how do I become that you know and you're just like you're just skipping too many steps dude it's like there's so there's so much work that all of these people that you're looking at that have longevity, not these, you know, quick, you know, Instagram, whatever, YouTube, whatever. People who have been around for 15, 20, 25, 30 years, you know. It's like there's so much work that has gone into what, you know, so much that you didn't see to get to where they are. That if you asked how do I get famous first or how do I get into the business or how do I do this, without just asking, man, how do I get really good first? That's the most important thing because then everything just kind of like, honestly it'll kind of just like fall into place naturally if you put in the work that's required, you know? Mm -hmm. If you start skipping steps, people look at it and they're just like, ugh, why is this guy on stage? Like, what, uh, you know, this is, this is, this guy's a hack. Like, this guy didn't, I can tell that this guy didn't even practice. Like, this guy's, this guy's not, okay, this guy's off key. This guy's like, this guy doesn't have enough friends that aren't honest with him. Like, something's going on. Like, just practice, hone your craft, hone your skill. And then when you get out there, people are going to take notice to like, oh shit, well that guy put in the time, like that guy's really good, you know, that guy's, oh man, those, listen to those lyrics, like he didn't just like, you know, there's so many songwriters that I listen to, you know, especially like with my acoustic tour, who are opening and you're just like, man, why didn't you just spend a little bit more time on those lyrics, like you can just tell that you, you just wanted to get a song written so that you can go play it live, and you're like, no nah, man, like, it's a cool idea. You have something there. There's, a, there's some framework there, but just flush it out a little more. Spend a little more time on it. Care about it a little more before you want to just like get out on stage and play it for everybody. You know, that's all. I, that's that's what the advice would be. That's really good to hear because I'm wondering the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's really the band. Just, <laughs> oh, cool. Does yeah. it all just fall into place? Really? No. I mean, it's like obviously it takes the hustle and the grind and getting out there and doing, you know, looking at what other people are doing and do more of it, working harder than the person next to you. It's like, it takes all of that. But what my point is, is like, if you just start to skip steps, then people notice and it's not impressive and it's just, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a waste of time. All of the hustle and all the, all that stuff is just like, it's, it's a waste of time. You got to have, you know, you look at bands like, for example... I don't know, like I was watching the uh, the Motley Crue movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, those guys had both things going for them, you know? Obviously take out the crazy, you know, drugs and alcohol-fueled rock and roll aspect of it, 
and just look at it as a, an artist and go, okay, man, they had two things. You listen to Tommy Lee. He's like a virtuoso drummer. Like He's an incredible drummer. All the musicians in that band are unbelievable musicians to begin with. Then they had that, like, nothing is going to stop us. We, we, need to bring, we need to bring something to the stage that nobody's ever seen before. We need to have an arena show in the clubs. We need to have this. We need to have pyrotechnics. But they had all of that musicianship behind that. So when people came to see them, they were like, oh, crap. Like, listen to Tommy Lee's drum solo and listen to that guitar solo and listen to that. But if they were just, like, good musicians and, you know, you could go see them, they're like, yeah, cool, great musicians. But no, they were like... Now let's bring the hustle and the angst and the, the show and something that the kids have never seen before, you know? So it takes both. But if somebody was just like, oh, let's just bring them something they've never seen before, it's like, well, but they kind of suck. You know, it's like, cool, they put on tight pants and makeup, but mm, music sucks, the songs aren't very good, and, you know, I don't want to listen to them in my car. You got to have, like, both. But too many people are trying to skip the hard stuff, which is... So it's like you just have to don't skip the steps. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to play Red Rocks? Huh? Do you want to play Red Rocks? Yeah, that'd be yeah. dope. Of <laughs> You're gonna get there. Give it been like two years, dude. I know. Please, I yeah. wish. Can I wish. Yeah. some more hits? <laughs> Can I ask you? You I mean you've been on the roll, obviously, of a bunch of new music out, mm -hmm. but do you have an idea of your your next your next move? No, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I have absolutely no idea. I have vacation. <laughs> That's, uh, you deserve it. You've been working yeah. hard. Just a, I know, a trip, I agree. A trip to the moon. A trip to the moon. Next yeah, guy on the moon. moon. Jake yeah. Bell on the moon. That's yeah, it. <laughs> but no, just yeah, just a little, just a trip to yeah. clear the mind and figure out what the next step musically is. Very cool. Yeah. No, that made me feel better. I've been a guitar player and I learn a lot of scales like that. And yeah. Wow, that was worth it. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I need like, to still practice my scales. No, yeah, I do too. I don't practice enough. I get to the, I've gotten to the point where like now I'm like, okay, well, I do what I've got to do, you know, but then yeah. every, every once in a while when I get back home off a long tour, then I like sit there, I'm like, wait, I'm really, you know, then I learn a bunch of new stuff. Oh yeah, I feel like we're in college, <laughs> we're, we're all doing what we have to do, yeah. <laughs> and so we get to that. So you kind of spoke about this grand moment. Um, was there a moment when you were like, wow, I really feel like I belong in this industry? Um, I think just any time you play live and you get a response to, you know, a song you wrote or start a couple chords of a song and the, rec the audience recognizes it and you get a, you get an instant response. I think that's kind of like some cool, that's like cool validation of like, all right, this is working, I guess, you know? Have you been to Colorado before? Yeah, yeah. We actually, I, I toured here a lot. Yeah? Yeah. How yeah. do you feel? How's our, how's our state? How's, I love Colorado. How's our city? <laughs> I love Colorado. I'm from California, so I dig it. Yeah. Um, no, I like, uh, I like Colorado a lot. It's very clean. The people are very cool. And uh, yeah, I always have, I always have really cool shows here. So it's a lot of fun. That's good. Yeah, it's the first time at Fort Collins. Though. I was going to say, I was like, have you been at Fort Collins? No, I've never been at Fort Collins. You're probably not going to be here long, I bet. So. Huh? I was like, you're probably not going to be in Fort Collins that long, I bet. Are you rolling out? Uh, no, I do. I roll out in the morning. I was like, I'm only here for the evening, so, <laughs> which means I, I, I actually should probably uh, I know. figure out, figure out what's open so that I can feed myself. <laughs> There's a lot. There's like, like, if you need a recommendation, we yeah. shouldn't know. Yeah. But a lot of places yeah, are open until we'll 3 a.m. <laughs> There's a lot. Not whole kid. <laughs>
Mia Sawaya for making this interview possible. Big thank you to Janet, Drake's manager, for getting us those press passes. Thank you to the Aggie Theater for letting us interview Drake in your super cool tricked out basement. Which, by the way, the bathroom has a heated toilet seat and a bidet. And of course, huge thank you to Drake Bell for letting us have the opportunity to interview him. Be sure to check out CTV Channel 11. One of their entertainment hosts, Bella Roberts, made a video of his performance and of the interview. So yeah, be sure to check it out. It's going to be on YouTube, going to be on Channel 11. This is podcast director Cheyenne Duba. As always, keep it tuned to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I love you, but your heart can't be promised.